Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHL Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on, everyone? Adam Hoke, Mark Harmon, Nicholas Moriano with you. It's glorious June Thursday. It is June 1st. Beautiful. What's up, Bears fans? We are creeping closer and closer to training camp. It'll be here before you know it. 98 days till the NFL opener. Mark it in your calendar, baby. And I really like Nick's pins and aces extravaganza today. Looks good. It's funny you mention that, Mark, because if Adam goes in his backpack, he would actually bring out the same exact shirt and didn't want to wear it because I was already wearing it. That's lame. What what are the odds they both decide to wear it today? What are the odds that Hogue had a backup shirt with him? Well, well, here, the no. The deal was I was going to w- represent Pins and Aces, our awesome sponsor today. So I did. Nick and I happened to order the same shirt when Pins and Aces was like, hey, order a shirt. <laughs> Losers. Uh, <laughs> but I had Hogan Johns. Shout out to everyone that watched us at, uh, I think we started officially at 8.55. Only three different start times. You think we're late on this show by a minute or two. It, it, I mean, that's a that's a whole different thing. Is that a Johns thing? Is that a Hogue thing? Is that a little mix? 97% of the time is Johns. Um, Bad job. Interestingly, and I give him 0% of the blame, but... Uh, in a weird twisting turn of events, Jake Flanagan actually had something to do with. Oh, is Jake here? <laughs> with, no, he's not. He's actually yeah. off today. Oh, um, but it was definitely not his fault. It was mostly my <laughs> fault today. Anyway, regardless, I am not going to wear that shirt on Hogan Johns. I wore <laughs> this shirt Makes on sense. Hogan Johns, but I usually am short on time. I run out of my studio, get in the car, drive down here, and so I had that shirt ready to change into when I got here. But Nick was wearing it. So I called him a jerk, and I didn't change. Yep. It happened. I, I don't know what happened to uh, you guys this morning, but it's, 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 it's great to see you. And uh, I'm, I'm just throw, completely thrown off by Mubs right now. Dipshit Carm is in the house. I mean, we, I used to be – me and Mubs were like friends. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like Mubs and I have, like, had dinner, even though we haven't yeah, had dinner. I think you should pay more attention to Zach here, who has spent $4.99 to just point out that Carm killed it on Football Night in Chicago. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate that. that. comments we need right I mean – I don't know who the host was of that show yesterday and with his inane questions that I answered perfectly, but <laughs> shout out to David Haw. Did Cap leave those white pants at his desk there when he left and then Haw just wore them? He did look very summery yesterday. and it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was. We actually talked about that when I walked in, like, what are you wearing? <laughs> yeah. It was uh, just the... Uh, you know, golf outing, but yeah, no, it's always always fun to be able to be on there and uh, appreciate Haas giving us the love over here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hey, Lawrence, in our little bear chat, I I shared a screenshot of our third segment. I don't know if we can throw <laughs> that up on the screen at some point, but just if there was ever was a, a tease of <laughs> things people yeah. probably don't want to hear about, that, right, that give me a minute. I'll, yeah, I'll that is definitely it. it. All right, um, get into the show, and then we'll oh, get out of the show at the end because I've got great things for the end of the show. We, I can't wait. Sorry we don't have a, su- a soundboard, um, a hoax soundboard. But I got I got uh, all kinds of stuff. Is Sean Anderson ah, going to be in here ah, at any point? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Because I, I have, uh, we know DraftKings is a fine sponsor, uh, title sponsor of the show, and um, I just have a big question with the NBA Finals tonight. We're not going to leave this show with that, but I need to know how, I don't really understand how to hedge bets pro- properly, because mm. I have a Nuggets bet from January, if they win the series, that Ooh. I can hedge if I bet the Heat, and I don't exactly, I'm, I'm not a math major like John That's Fox. That's why I need Sean. Doesn't have math. to be perfect. Bet the so. Heat. Equal out the money. Right? Not that hard. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I want to get it right. I'm, okay, talk. I want to maximize yeah, my... Talk to Sean. He knows. Yeah. All right. Um, where do we want to start with today? I know we have a, a ton of stuff to uh, still talk about from yesterday's show. I, I'm down to talk about Cody Whitehair. I'm down to talk about Khalil Herbert. I'm down to talk about Kyler Gordon. Some I thought some really interesting stuff that we didn't touch on yesterday. Uh, well, I have a... Uh, Jalen's coming back to OTAs, apparently. I have a personal call-out against myself, though. That has to do with Matt Eberflus and a great story that happened at House Hall yesterday. And when I say call-out, I mean, like, I'm going to call myself out for being an idiot. You had a weird end of one of the press conferences demanding to get a question in Hogue moment yesterday. Who was that? Why was that weird? That's called being a reporter. We're done. Good. No, 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 no. No, we're not. No, we're not. I have another question. I loved it. <laughs> I absolutely Good. loved it. Hogue, Hogue was not going to let it end. Most guys let it end. Not Hogue. I'm getting my question in. Uh, my question was a little rambly after that, though. <clears throat> so that might have been why it was Hogue. weird. Um, what I wanted to say, though, was... Um, so, I, I hate doing this, but sometimes <clears throat> you... If where our, where our cubicles are, we're like at the far part. You don't always hear when the press conference is starting and when you're still sitting down. Mm-hmm. So when Matt Eberflus came in yesterday, I was like two to three seconds late in realizing it. And so I was the jerk that kind of walked through the door after he already started his opening statement. And, of course, at that point, I had no idea what he was talking about because I wasn't in the room. And then I don't know what was going on at House Hall yesterday on a random May why were there 7,000 people in there? Every seat yep. was taken. Bears. Yeah, but even like... No, I was sitting off to the side. Usually I get a seat somewhere in the middle there. We, but. we have Fridays during the season where there's three people sitting out. <laughs> I, what, what is everybody doing? Is there nothing else going on in the city? Have you seen what's happening on the north and south side of town? They were both playing games yesterday. I know. It's uh, just immediate. They, 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 they don't go there anymore? Not, I couldn't not television. It. So anyway, I kind of had this uh, flustering, like, walk in and realize there's nowhere to sit. Like, there's literally not one seat. And now I'm kind of in the way. And oh, by the way, the head coach is already talking. And I came in, I guess, late enough that I didn't even really hear what he had been talking about. It turns out I ruined this amazing moment of the head coach talking about the best thing that the Bears did yesterday. Oh, that was awesome. Which was they had Cooper Roberts... Um, an eight-year-old young boy who was shot in the back during the Highland Park shooting on the 4th of July last year. Um, They had him and his family at practice yesterday. And not only did he get this awesome opportunity to meet Justin Fields, hang out with Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, um, but they gave him this amazing gift because he loves the beach. And for anybody... I mean, this boy is paralyzed from the waist down, which is horrible. Um, can't imagine an eight-year-old being paralyzed from the waist down. And if you love the beach, well, wheelchairs don't exactly work in sand. So the Bears got him a beach buggy to get around with. And the Bears actually have the sand pit mm-hmm. built into the their like auxiliary facilities over there by practice fields three and four uh, that they use for training and so he was able to actually like test it out in the sand pit there um what an amazing w for the bears and great gesture that they cooper uh, roberts did yesterday. young man that was injured in the highland park shooting okay it's okay flus we got you the, the flusser talking about it, it. anyway so somewhere in uh maddie reflux talking there adam hogue just barges into the media room and ruins the moment yeah, I you, did he, i wasn't there did he actually ruin the moment 
No, I don't. Somebody I don't laughed. So. It, it was, I heard it, and I, didn't, <laughs> I, I had no context of what was happening, obviously. It was quick, but, you know, I wanted to start off my, my takeaways article that I wrote yesterday with, with this because sometimes we overlook those things, and, you know, the it's all football, but, no, this is an awesome gesture by the Bears. Like you said, Adam, a big, huge W for that organization to, you know, make Cooper's day a little bit a little bit better. And, you know, in that video, Justin Fields is pushing him around in the that beach buggy that they gave him. So it was a really cool moment. Yeah, I, kudos to the Bears. That's uh, a, a great give back uh, and and getting to meet the players and all that. And it's super touching. And just be honest, it's just when you see the, you know, we hear about the shootings and whatnot, but then when you see the actual impact a year later, it's just so unbelievably painful. Um Eight-year-old kid. Sorry, dude. We failed you. We're gonna do the best we can to make it up. And Bears are doing a really cool thing. But that's just—it's just brutal. I mean, for the family, and I'm most specifically for Cooper. But um, power to you, my brother. K- keep going. And uh, yeah, beach time just got better. Yeah, but, and, yeah, and and also, I mean, I can't imagine, um, you know parents and the family members too and just hearing you can hear if you watch the video like his mom gets so excited when she sees the game because it's like i mean that thing probably cost 40 grand 50 grand i have no idea well but, that's but, the thing it's a, and, and beyond like just like a gesture it's like a really thoughtful gift mm-hmm. yep right like it's something that's like very yeah. thoughtful and useful um and by the way shout out to to uh, Cooper's mother as well because I, I believe she's a superintendent uh, in an elementary school district up there as well so um, our teachers don't get paid enough that's for sure and uh, so anybody involved th- with education and I can't imagine what they've been going through for the last year so anyway um, definitely wanted to lead our, our Bears coverage uh, today with that story and um, um, we have some things left over from yesterday's show to get to I, I know that like Karn wants to have a Cody Whitehair appreciation day. I do. You want to start with that? Well, well, we're not starting with it. We're already like on okay. Our third well, that's you know as yeah. we get into that. Okay, <laughs> so so you know I'm listening. Wait, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we teasing topic? Yeah, yeah. Three? By, by the way, coming up on the show, just in case you want to uh, hang around, um, this is literally. So what you are viewing right now, if you're watching on YouTube, is literally. Um, like our back end system, how we build our rundown, put our topics in. And I've made reference of this before. A lot of times I'll get in here to the office and just a bunch of nonsense is written in there that makes zero sense. Carm, I think, purposely keeps it cryptic because he's I've never met anybody in this business more paranoid about having the show before the show. He doesn't want people to really understand. He wants to be live and yes, I want it to be authentic. I don't authentic. Yes. So sometimes we see things like this, and if you're listening to the podcast, um, coming up in topic three, <laughs> whenever that is, um, we have a Vlad the Gopalov update. Yep, we do. Good one. Which I'm frightened by. Uh, Mayank takes down Karm. Super painful. Don't want to talk about it, but I got to come clean. Steve Erlin. New fan that I, t- well, not new, but uh, one of our fans that I recently spoke with. Steve's awesome. See, I was, a little, I was wondering, because... I, for those of you that don't know this already, and you should, uh, Carm tends to have typos. I didn't know if that was in reference to Steve Irwin. That's what oh, I thought initially. No. That's what I thought initially. <laughs> no, 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 not. I'm surprised Nick knows who Steve Irwin is. I loved Seriously, watching yeah. Steve Irwin. Loved it. Miss Steve not, Irwin. Not a, not R.I.P. A, Steve. <laughs> not a typo, though. And then Murderer, which could be in reference to the Stingray that got Steve. Yeah. Uh, so, Wait, oh. was he was the one that Stingray got, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stingray. Because didn't, didn't one, another one of those guys get eaten by, like, a crocodile or something? Uh, or am I making that up? I don't know. That, Irwin got know. eaten by, got killed by a Stingray. Stingray. Yeah. I remember was that. Super, so super sad. Uh, <laughs> Matt Nagy says that looks like Getsy's play sheet. <laughs> Wow. Hey, uh, those are four separate topics, just, just to be clear. You can't wait. I don't want can't wait. Yeah. So, all right. Stay Co- tuned. So, Cody Whitehair, can you um, – thank you, Nick. Can you, can you tell me uh, who the longest-tenured Chicago Bear here is? Uh, it's C- Cody Whitehair. Right. Um, some would argue it is long snapper um, 
Patrick Scales. Patrick Scales. But he actually came and left and then came back. But he was here in 2015. For the purpose of this exercise, the answer is Cody Whitehair. I'm not going to get into Patrick Scales discussion. <laughs> uh, is he not on the roster right now, Patrick Scales? No, he is. No, he is. Okay, well, how many years has Patrick Scales been in the NFL? Uh, he was uh, there longer the than Cody 2014. Okay, because well, then I then I'm gonna shout out ESPN because as far as experience, he was not listed uh, with longer. Maybe I did something wrong, but regardless, white hair. Well, what been you did was you disrespected the long snappers. Apparently, what you did. apparently I did, and I think but you should apologize. I apologize to Patrick Scales, his family, and anyone else that cares deeply about special teams, including myself. Okay. Uh, congratulations to the Patrick Scales family for getting Patrick to the NFL and everything that Patrick Scales has done, and I apologize, but you're not... He's been in the league since 2011. You're not a part of this conversation. Okay. Wow. Enough with Never Patrick mind. Scales. I mean, you got totally derailed. Hogue derailment of my, my <laughs> Cody Whitehair talk. Cody Whitehair has been here for eight years. The next longest tenured bear in the building is... There's two. <clears throat> Ooh, uh, On this team, consecutively. I mean, Eddie Jackson... Mm. Oh yeah, twenty. He's the last one from that class, isn't he? To, or twenty seventeen. Yeah. No, Tariq uh, Cohen. Obviously, Mitch Trubisky, Adam Shaheen. Probably. Did you forget about Eddie Jackson too? <laughs> so I'm double checking my work right now, just to just to just to make sure that we have this correct. Wait, here's the last one from the 2016 draft on this team. 27. So it had Eddie to be, Jackson was 2017. So White hair was the year before. Yeah. I think uh, the, the chat is confirming the, yeah. the Bojack. Right. And DHC would be on there. He was but, the same year as White Hair, but he is not signed right now. But 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 gone. Okay. Yeah. So my point is that Cody... Who's when, the other one, though? On the offensive side of the ball, two four-year guys are Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet going into their fourth year. Okay. So this is obviously the roster has turned over a ton. Cody White here has, is, has been here through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. Nagy's been here through you. He's lived the dream. And he's sitting here through the... Started with and he, and he John st- Fox. And he started with John Fox. And he's sitting here right now with the Fluce. And most likely this is going to be his last year as a Bear. You would think his contract is going to be up. All of that. But he's still here. And what did he say yesterday? He's moved all around. Center, guard, now putting him mm-hmm. back to center. He played all over the O-line in college at K-State. So one thing that he said yesterday that stood out to me in his press conference, when we have new guys come in, I call them, welcome them to the team. Do you know how many phone calls Cody Whitehair has had to make <laughs> over the years to welcome different dudes to the team? So whatever, whatever you ask me to do, wherever you want me to play, I'll, I'll be there. By the way, I don't think he literally calls every new player. I'm sure he doesn't. I but he's I, but talking about like, oh, we drafted line. Darnell Wright. Pick a, what's Darnell sure, Wright's I, number? He plays offensive line. I'm going to welcome him. Yeah, that's all true. I'm sure he hasn't called everybody, but he, but he made a point that he welcomes dudes to the team. That matters. Um, you know. I, and he had a comment yesterday. I'm getting older now. Very fortunate to still be here. We are going to get this thing turned around. Um, and then he's talking about fields. Very demanding in the huddle. The leadership's taking another step. And then again, to the eighth year, feel very blessed. And guys are eager to get back together and work for each other. Work for each other. Work. And so this is like the ultimate teammate, man. He's welcoming mm-hmm. dudes. He's doing whatever they ask him. He's been here for a long time. People have never really given Cody a whole lot of credit for what he's done. I'm not saying he's the perfect player, but I think we can celebrate a guy who is loved. He's, I love having the C on my helmet, the bear on my chest. Dude's a bear, man. He's a straight bear. Bear for life. Bear for life. Bear for Might life. retire a bear. Cody Whitehair is like, he's just what you want when you're a coach. Yep. Like, thank you. Never, ever, ever been a distraction. Nope. Don't entirely quote me on this, but the only time I can remember him missing a practice uh, for a non injury reason or a voluntary practice this time of year is I think he missed 
Uh, he actually might have missed a day of mandatory minicamp last year when his baby was born. Yeah, his daughter, and, I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah. Um, otherwise, he's always there. He's invested in the area. He lives here full time. Yep. You know, they, um, some of these guys live elsewhere. Some live here. He's one of the guys that said, I'm going to move here and raise my family here. Um, and could be one of those guys. I don't know what his plans are. I've never talked to him post post playing it, but he might stay here forever. Like a lot of guys in the past half, they just make Chicago their home. Um, but again, never been a distraction. Always there. They want him to move the guard. Okay. They want to move center. Okay. They want to move back to guard. Okay. They want to go back to center. Okay. Um, Team first you, guy. You want guy? Uh, I'm not trying to overstate the uh, the Cody White here, but. The dude gets very little love from, from Bear fandom. Very little. And it's like, eh, okay, not the greatest offensive lineman ever played the game. But he's been pretty damn solid. I think you should buy a 65 jersey. What's that? You should buy a 65 jersey. I might have to go 65. Is that too much, Cody? Oh. It's his last year and might not be the best investment, but it's a good, <laughs> you know, good. Excellent uh, point, Nick. <laughs> you don't know if it's his last year. We don't, we don't know. But if, it, if he plays at a high yeah. level. Back to center, maybe it all clicks. That'll be good. We see, we see teams like the Eagles. One year, one year deal. They're veteran. Granted, we're talking like all pro players, but you know, <laughs> he's still only thirty. Yeah, no, there's there's probably a couple more. Got some juice left in the tank there. And and by the way, like I just saw in the comments, he, he, white hair gets hurt every year. Well, let, let, let's do let, let's go through the math on that. His rookie year, he played all sixteen games, started all sixteen of them. Did the same thing his second year, his third year, his fourth year. He, <laughs> okay, <laughs> hurt all the time. Hurt all the time. <laughs> played every game his first four years. Is uh, is fifth year. 14 out of uh, he, he played 14 out of 16 started all of them his okay. next year uh, last two years ago 17 out of 17 he missed five games last year so let's just do that again <laughs> so he's it, missed it, seven it, games he's in missed, eight he's, years he's missed two plus five That's is seven. seven games in one two three four five six seven, seven. seasons yeah one a game a season a game a season he sucks not durable <laughs> come on man more Bears players need to be like that be on the field for a majority of their their tenure here in Chicago. That's impressive. So, I'm a I, I like Cody Whitehair a lot. I mean, I don't know how you can. He just which which by the way, here's why this is a thousand percent relevant. They easily could have said goodbye to Cody Whitehair this year. Save money, yeah. And for all the reasons that you're talking about, Carm, Ryan Poles looked at that and said. It's not like we're up against the cap. Mm-hmm. True. Well, why would we get rid of this guy? He still has value to our team. There's no point in... On a lot of other teams, he would have been either a cap casualty or a player that... team. A lot of teams, and I think it's usually a smart way to approach it, is they, they'd rather get rid of a guy a year too early than a year too late. Um, but he's here, and he should be. Because why not? Yeah, Nibiflus, he said yesterday, the guys gravitate towards him because of his leadership and years of experience, and he's been playing multiple different positions. There is a lot of value to having Cody Whitehair on this roster with guys playing in different positions. Tevin Jenkins now playing his spot that he was just in last year. You have Darnell Wright, Braxton Jones only in year two, and then obviously a new guy, Nate Davis. And you have at the focal, the center point of all that, literally the center, Cody Whitehair, the, you know, Longest tenure, second longest tenure bear, however you want to look at it, to to kind of anchor that down. I think that does have value for this Bears offensive line going to 2023. My guy Gary Ross, of course, <laughs> inciting Bears 65 uniform history. Football references the average value of the people that wore that position. Whitehair is actually second in Bears history was wearing 65 according to football reference. Number one. Patrick Manley. Patrick Manley is a great call, but he's number four. That's bullshit. <laughs> Might very well be bullshit. Patrick Manley's been a guest on this show. We love I you, love Patrick Manley. Snappers. Show. Uh, Noah Jackson won with an average with the value of 50. Whitehair 46. Randy Jackson, 1967. That's a Randy, no for me, dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know Randy? <laughs> that was funny. Randy Jackson. Oh, okay. The other one. Yeah, yeah. 
the American Idol judge and whatever okay. the hell he did. <laughs> My bad. Oh, snap. You guys uh, see who's here? Is Gregory P. Allen Braggs walking in the studio? Oh, oh there he is. Yes. Uh-oh. Guy texting me at 1130 last night about Chris Collins on the floor with Chase Audige announcing he's going to the pros. What a guy. I hate Greg Braggs. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's not nice. <laughs> Greg Braggs is my hero. Okay, so at any rate, that's my white hair take. Um, not a take, but that's my white hair appreciation moment. I love it. I love it. Uh, you know what else we appreciate here at CHGO? What's that? Besides Braggs. Gregory. We found out our daughters had the same birthday yesterday. Awesome. That was the thing that happened. That's, that's didn't adorable. didn't know that before yesterday. That's adorable. I did know my own daughter's birthday. I did not know his. You, you know when Livy was born? Yeah. Uh but we appreciate Goose Island Beer Company here. We're supported by Goose Island. We love Goose Island. The fridge over here is eternally stocked with Goose Island. Chicago's beer since 1988. Six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest. That would be the Goose IPA. Citrus aroma. Bold hop finish. The Tropical Beer Hug. The Dry Hopped Imperial IPA. It says 9.9% alcohol if you want to get crazy. Just... Love good beer. Uh, 312. Can't ever go wrong with 312. And the one that I'm loving right now here in the summer, the full pocket pills. It's in my fridge at home right now and by the water. Enjoyed it uh, at the lake last weekend. Probably have a couple this weekend as well. Grab ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Uh, Torian, I see you. We will get to the the, to the, tr- the tree in segment three. Don't you worry. Stick around. Uh, but right now, hey, listen, Dad's Day is coming up. You don't want to wait to the last minute, and you want to get a cool gift. So, indeed, right around the corner. What do you give the man who's basically giving you everything, or at least something? Uh, Father's Day experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to put a smile on the big guy's face this summer with some hand-selected packages Head over to omahasteaks.com. Use the promo code CHGOBEARS, and you get 30 bucks off your qualifying order. The packages are amazing. You got the fork tender bacon-wrapped filet mignon with the gourmet grillables, air-chilled boneless chicken breast burgers. There's jumbo franks. All the favorites are there. And, of course, there's room for dessert. They come with the caramel apple, little tartlets that, that Hogue likes with ice cream that we all like with, with ice cream. I had one last night. There you go. I followed through. I don't just say these things. Do it. Okay. I had it last night. Listen. You take uh, the tartlet. Great word, by the way, tartlet. Tartlet. Is you put word. it in the microwave for 60 seconds. You put a little scoop of vanilla ice cream on top of it, and you're just in heaven. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. And it's a good job. So, dad, dad-in-law, father figure. I'm gonna be sending one to Braggs, uh, the guy that's uh, you're my you're my you're my boy, Blue. I will um, be your father. Whoever whoever you've needed to step up the most in your life that falls under the thing, this Father's Day, show him the love with the only gift that is as unforgettable as he is the mouth watering perfection of Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter that CHGO Bears code, thirty dollars off. All right, I'm gonna hijack this show right now with some special teams talk. Okay. okay. You got three minutes. <laughs> we gotta, <laughs> yeah, we got to get to, let's see, wait, what do we have to get to again? We have to get to. You got a lot of things to get to. Vlad, Mayak, Steve Irwin. Steve well, I want to talk Kyler Gordon Lider. before we get out of here, too. We are going to talk some Kyler Gordon. We'll yeah. talk some Because I actually think that went over uh, or under discussed yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, I just want to pay off the tease from yesterday on sort of the details on this kickoff uh, fair catch thing. And if you're thinking, why should I care about this? Here's why you should care about this. Because, and they started hinting at this in yesterday's show. If you go into any, um, you know, coaching meeting, summit, or discussion that they'll even have, like in a special teams meeting at the start of a season or anything like that, they're going to they're gonna hit home the importance of field position. And this should not be complicated, Right. Where you start your drive, you either have a 
much harder chance of scoring or a much better chance of scoring based on how far you have to go. That's not that hard. Uh, one team that shared some data with me since it's starting a drive inside their own 20-yard line. So think about that. We always we always look at the 20. Like you try to pin pin a team inside their 20. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason for that is because they would only score points 3% of the time wow. starting inside the 20. So just think about that as like a coach. If we can pin them inside the 20, there's almost virtually no chance they score. It's huge. Right? Hey. Um if you can get to the 40-yard line, however, on a return, your own 40, you go from a 3% chance to a 33% chance of scoring points. Third. So field goal or touchdown is just scoring points. Okay, so you've greatly increased your chances of scoring just by getting the 40. And if you're able to break a huge return and get all the way to the other 40, your opponent's 40, now you have over 50. Now you flip a coin, there's a chance you're getting points on this drive. So that's why this matters so much in the context of them getting rid of kickoffs. If we're going to talk about an NFL where there's no kickoffs, that variance, now you can still do it on punts, sure, but the, I, like, okay, let me turn into special teams, Hogue, now for a second. I always tell our kids that the kick return is the first offensive play of the drive. I like that. And think about the NFL these days. It's all about explosive plays. These coaches, that's what they talk about every week. Stopping explosive plays on defense and getting explosive plays on offense. Well, on a kick return, you have a great chance of get, starting your drive with an explosive play right there. And, and that's going to greatly impact your chances of scoring. So that's why this may not matter as much to just a casual fan, and I totally get it. But this is why it was such a hot topic and why coaches care about it so much. Uh, And why, quite frankly, whatever the concussion data says, whatever the injury data is, coaches don't want to see kickoffs go away for everything I just explained. Because when you're trying to start a drive, you want to get a big return. And on the flip side, when you're kicking off, everything's about pinning that team back. Which gets us to why this new rule is in place, okay? So if you follow the history of the last decade, the NFL has toyed with kickoffs a ton, all right? So it started with them. Kickoffs used to be at the 30-yard line. Mm -hmm. They moved it up to the 35. They tried to get more balls into the end zone, more touchbacks to limit the actual amount of returns. Um... The problem is with the starting position being at the 20, teams still found, if we take the ball out of the end zone, we're still probably going to get past the 20. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't still a lot of incentive for them not to take it out. Yes, you might have seen more balls go through the back of the end zone, but when they were short, In play, teams yeah. were still taken out. So then they moved touchbacks to the 25 and said, oh, well, now you get an extra five yards if you just kneel down. And still, though, we've seen teams have a willingness to bring it out. But the other thing that happened was, think about it from the kickoff side, they realized as kickers got better and better at directionally kicking, if you hit a high ball into the corner and try to pin them into the corner, you have a great chance of actually pinning them back. So now we started seeing teams kick short of the end zone on purpose. Whichever way you look at it, there's a resistance from coaching staffs. And when you hear Richard Hightower yesterday talk about, well, schematically as a coach, I'm just thinking about how we handle this. They're going to come up with the next thing that still keeps the ball in play. Because whether you're on the kickoff team or the return team, they want to see a play happen because you can greatly increase or decrease the chance of your opponent from scoring based on that play right there on the kickoff. So there's always going to be a next thing. And that's why you hear Eberflus last week say, well, I think you're going to see more squib kicks. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is, the coaches are going to adjust to it. The kickers are going to adjust to it. And I think that we're just eventually going to reach the point where they're just going to have to get rid of kickoffs if they really want to reduce concussions. <laughs> now, my last thing on this is Karma's incredibly bored right now, and I get it. Informal poll. Who? En- what did you enjoy more, Hogue's special teams thing or Carm's white hair? Go. <laughs> the data here in all this is 
sketchy at best. For the concussions on yeah, yes. yeah. So a lot of credit here to Albert Breer, who's done a great job reporting this um, over the last few weeks. So some of this is from him. Some of it's from other data the NFL's put out. Some of it's from my conversations I've had with people. But Breer put in a story a couple weeks ago that part of the reason why this is such an issue this year is because they have seen an uptick in concussions on kickoffs okay. the last three years. There were 10 concussions on kickoffs in 2010. Or excuse me, 2020. 14 in 2021 and 19 last season. Okay. So it's gone up from 10 a couple seasons ago to uh, 19 last year. But when you have 2,700 kickoffs, that means that 99.3% of them are concussion-free. Yeah, they're almost trying to... It's I don't know football. if they're... Yeah, you're, they're almost trying to just... just pick on the kickoff like yes. you're the thing that's causing the, the concussions and we we alter these rules we'll have 19 less it, on top of it 11 of the 19 concussions last year happened when a returner took the ball out of the end zone anyway so maybe so, I'm not- so it wouldn't have stopped 11 of the 19 concussions this new rule based on the nfl data that they've put out there they believe this new rule is going to reduce concussions by 15%. I don't know how you prove that, but that's the number they put out there. What is 15% of 19? 2.85. So all of this, if you're bored right now of everything I just said in the last 10 minutes, where I try to explain to you why kickoffs are so, so important in the game, why coaches care so much about them, how they actually do have an enormous impact on your chances of scoring, and why it would be so much more boring to have every drive just start at the 25. All of this for 2.85 concussions? This was political. It was Roger Goodell. It was, he magically turned the votes in like 12 hours overnight when half the league was against this. And shout out to you, George McCaskey and the Chicago Bears, because they were one of six teams that sell the balls to vote against this. Great job. Yes. I just I want to get down to brass tacks here. Special teams coach Adam Hogue. Are you don't uh, you said that they want more squib kicks. Don't you want based on all the data the ball to be fair caught? Don't you want that that, that to be the choice by whoever you're playing? If the when the Bears are kicking off? That's what you want, right? Go ahead, ta- you go ahead and take the ball to 25. You want them to fair catch it, do you not? Yeah, but if you're, I understand what you're saying, but, um, and by the way, I should have also pointed out the data I gave you about uh, percentage of scoring. That was every team keeps their own data, and it's like the Chiefs' chances of scoring from inside the twenty way higher than the Bears' chances, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it, there's a, a lot of right, variance into it. Okay, I just gave you one example. Chiefs have a great chance of scoring from their own one yard line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just want to point that out. Yeah. But, as a special teams coordinator, you're still trying to pin them back as far as you can. So I don't think you want to just accept the 25. I think you still want to say if we can, if, 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 if this is where analytics come into it, because if you end up being one of the better teams on kickoff, like, and you're, you're, um, let's, let's say your average is five yards better than most teams. Over the course of a season, think about those percentage points racking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Defensively, you have helped you have helped your defense tremendously over the course of 17 games. Um, so they're always going to try to pin them farther back, and especially if you trust your kickoff coverage team. Right, but if you said to even a great special teams. If you have a shitty kickoff coverage team, yes, you probably just booming out of the back of the end zone. But, but even if you had, like, let's just say middle of the road, and, and you could, at the beginning of the season, hey, every single kickoff we do this year, it's going gonna, it's gonna to result with the ball on the 25-yard line. And do you want it or do you not want it? Yeah. Most teams, I think, would just take it. Like, that means the that return we ne- team or the kickoff team? The kickoff team. See, I disagree. I, I, I think that I think most coaches would trust their team to, over the course of the season, 
pin their opponents back to even if it's an average of the 21 yard line instead of the 25 and those four yards over the course of an entire season and all those kickoffs is going to have an impact on your defense and how many points you actually allow it's going to help you win more football games and depending i think it also depends on the defense you have too like if you're pinning them back further and you have a, a shitty defense you probably you want them to do that Right, yeah. so because obviously you don't have the unit that's going to protect uh, your your points when you're obviously trying to do that in defense. So I think it I think it varies from team to team. But if you're a team that has a, a top defense and you know you're you're you kick it off or whatever, you, you you have you have more leeway with your defense to get off the field than if you have one of the worst units in the league. I literally might ask Richard Hightower that this, that question the next time we talk to him. You, because I'm giving, I'm telling you right now, you did not give up a touchdown all season long. You did not allow even a kickoff across the fifty. Like you, you just took out. Like you never had a disaster. Yeah, but it, it depends on who you're playing. I mean, that it. that option is not out there. But, but trust uh, me, we pl- we play teams in high school. They have an insane kick returner. Um, sh- sh- shout out to Alan Williams' son. He's one of them. Um, <laughs> and and. You, if I have a kicker who can kick the ball in the end zone, we're just gonna do that the whole game. Yes, I don't. Take I don't want to give up. I do not want to get. And and also in high school you get the ball at the twenty, so it's it's a completely different thing. If you can get the ball in the end zone, to your point, yeah. twenty yard line every time. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just a different game. But at the NFL level, this is why it's it's sort of a different conversation. So anyway. Quick shout out to one of our chatters, my guy Simon. Uh, informal poll, best part of the show so far. The Noah Jackson number sixty-five reference, one of Walter's main blockers for years, and a great man. Emphasis on great, uh, humble, brag, boast, whatever you call it. Uh, one of Dan Hampton's Christmas parties that I used to get invited to. Noah Jackson in the house. Really? It was Noah was hanging out. Great dude. Wow. Big fan. And you, just to be clear that was a humble brag not humble brags correct oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) still so scares me every time it happens you want to know this guy whose child just had a birthday and i saw pictures of this gigantic beautiful number five cake and he's like "Ah, i'm not eating cake i'm on it i'm on a diet so like i thought oh you're gonna bring me cake and then we find out he's coming today did he bring me any fucking cake (laughs) no cake Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Not eating cake. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to give you a 28-minute soliloquy about Jalen Johnson and why this doesn't matter. Hey, speaking (laughs) of Jalen Johnson, I believe he was the topic of this uh, thumbnail I made, and we have not even talked about him at all. You know, before we get into our cornerback discussion, you guys, we just have to tell everybody about Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn here at CHGO. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. I have my Shady Rays in my car. Convenient. Know I'm going to look good and have my eyes protected with my Shady Rays. And what's awesome is if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is going to give you the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code CHGO for 50% off two or more polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. So many people buying the Shady Rays and so many happy customers. Get on in there. And also, let's get it going with the energy. Let's get it going with the efficiency. That's right, Nick. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. That's right, Carmen. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes there, Mark. 
Nick, you're going to have to tell me how all that works, buddy. Oh, I got you. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. This can be done in person or virtually and lasts approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency products so that, so that they can work on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy saving, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. And if you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. That's a lot of value right there. Did you say comed.com slash powering biz? Exactly what I said. Damn. So go schedule it today. Damn right you did. All right. What up, comed? Yes. Adam. The news this morning. Topic we've uh, discussed a lot. Vlad Delagopoulos. No. He's coming up. Oh, Vlad Delagopoulos. Delagopoulos is Get coming it? to Bears OTAs next week. No. Uh, Jalen Johnson said on uh, the Key J and Max show this morning. Is that what they call it? Key J and Max? Y- yes, yes, that's yes. probably Max? correct. TJ Max? TJ Max. Sean J. Willen. KJ, KJ Max. Uh, no, on ESPN Radio this morning, their national morning show, uh, Jalen Johnson was on that show and said, I will be at OTAs next week. So he's been in California right now, spending time with his daughter, um, which I referenced on yesterday's show. Um, doesn't get to see her a lot during the season, um, which goes back to the discussion we had about other, you know, in this, I don't, I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying some teams or some players keep their families elsewhere and, and, and some live here. Um, Robbie Gold raised his family here and then when he ended up on a different team he did the opposite and was basically living in san francisco with his team or not san francisco because that stadium is actually closer to san jose but um you know and his family stayed back here so everyone does a little bit different um that's certainly part of the conversation here but jalen johnson did say um and this was all courtesy of courtney cronin who wrote this up that um He's spending time with his daughter in, back in Fresno, California, and he's also been working on a bunch of uh, business projects, um, fundraisers for his nonprofit, which uh, help honor his friend who was killed by gun violence back in 2021, very sadly. Um, and he was, and it's relevant, as Courtney points out, that Jalen Johnson was the Bears nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Yeah, and I want Jalen Johnson to stay a bear. I think. The Bears need a number one cornerback. I don't, I don't anticipate Kyler Gordon being quite ready to do that in the next couple of years. I anticipate the Bears trying to win a lot of football games in the next couple of years. Jalen Johnson's been very good on the field and stand out off the field. He's accountable. He, he's available. I, I just, I'm, I'm a Jalen fan. I understand that he's not Johnny Turnover, and I'm, I'm not calling him the best cornerback in football, but he's a dude that I would like to see around here. And it's good, so good. He's coming back to OTAs. Um, I, I think that's a good move by Jalen. Yeah, and I think, too, like, to maybe clear up, like, I don't, I don't think anyone here has, like, ever questioned Jalen's dedication. Because when I think about Jalen Johnson, too, you guys, like, let's go last year. Bears won three freaking football games. He's out there playing injured rib injury he wanted to go play in the buffalo bills game which was negative whatever degrees it was he had the broken ring finger and he wanted to play Iberflus wanted him to play they had to shut him down though to prevent him from furthering doing any more damage to himself so he again he was the walter payton man in the year award winner he's a guy that's a vocal leader on this team he i think you know when you factor in his family and everything he's it's voluntary voluntary workouts and it looks like next week he'll be there. We'll see on Tuesday. We'll, we'll be there covering the practice. But Jalen Johnson's a big part of what I think the Bears want to do defensively. He makes that defense better. Like Mark said, you would love to see the turnovers. Um, and, again, that will just validif- solidify, uh, you know, how good of a player he is. But, yeah, Jalen Johnson is a big part of this defense. Do you want to push back on that at all, that the Bears see Johnson as part of their I don't know. Long that we, term. I, don't, I don't know that we know that. Yeah, I don't know that we know that. Yeah, I don't know that. I think he's got to improve his ball production, um, and I. It, it's there, there's. So, I keep saying there's so many different layers to this discussion because 
everything Jalen Johnson is doing and saying is fair. You want to spend time with your family. Like, nobody ever is judging that. But at the same time, like, coaches look at coaches in front offices, they look at this like, well, we only have so many days in the offseason to get together sure. and get ready for a the season. Like, time is of the essence, and we want our players here regardless of who they are. Um, and so I understand when players hold out or hold in when they're on contracts, and I'm not even saying that that's what Jalen Johnson's doing here, but I'm just – it doesn't always help you. We, and we see it both ways. I mean, we, we've, seen, we've seen it work out and deals get done, and then there's plenty of examples where the end result is a player signs elsewhere, gets traded elsewhere, um, that's what happened with Roquan Smith. So all I'll say on this, because I do want to turn the discussion to Kyler Gordon, which is related to this, is I just – I think it was a smart move by Jalen Johnson to go out there and cl- clear the air. Say something, yeah. Um, if the Bears were 1,000% okay with what he's doing, I think the head coach would have done all this for him. Probably last week. And he hasn't. I think I think Eberflus has made it perfectly clear about how he feels about the guys that aren't there. They're going to coach the players up that are there. They want their players there. He said that last year. He said it this year. And I understand. I honestly understand both sides of it. So um, I just I don't think we've seen the end of this story. That's all I'll say on that. I, I do not think that this conversation about him being. Not being at the first two weeks OTAs, it's going to come up again. It's going to come up again. I, I appreciate Matt Nagy outing himself in the chat about uh, the ridiculous fine that he gave to Jalen Johnson. Not necessarily the fine itself, but that he, that he put a note in his locker. You, you realize that's admit- not the real Matt Nagy, right? What's that? You realize that's not the real Matt Nagy? I, I do. Okay, I, just I, checking. I do. I, I'm pretty certain that that's not the real Matt Nagy. I don't think we know officially that it's not the real Matt Nagy. <laughs> no, officially it's not the real Matt Nagy. Well, whoever that dude is, I appreciate you calling out the real Matt Nagy for that stupid-ass letter that he put in Jalen Johnson's thing saying, we're fining you $2,745 for being a minute late rather than being a man and calling him into his office and telling him that you're getting fined for that and don't be late again. And I don't – and I look at you as a leader on this team and we need you and all that. That was a, that was a moment in Jalen Johnson's history where the, the Bears – did not look the other way, and be, right, we got to be off matters. by one today. Yeah, we, we got to leave. Show. Uh, so, if you want to okay. get to your Dugopolov nonsense, you better tell your uh, Kyler Gordon. Okay, Dugopolov might get pushed, but let me. Okay, <laughs> so listening to Kyler Gordon yesterday, and we didn't talk about this. It's, I just think it's very clear. He says they asked him about nickel. Yeah, you know it's cool that I'm just playing the nickel. I'm getting used to it. But to be honest, you know. I still miss playing corner. Mm-hmm. The dude wants to play on the outside and be a cornerback like he was in college. That is his goal. He's obviously doing what's best for the team and where they're putting him. He's going to do everything he can. But he is very clearly stating that he wants to play outside. Okay? That's interesting. And then he went on to say with Tyreek Stevenson, just a little, let me get it exactly right in my notes here, how he put it. But it stood out to me that, you know, um, hold on. I want to read it right. Tyreek Stevens, if he's going to be on the outside. So he clearly, in my mind, thinks, I've been here. I deserve that opportunity. This dude's a rookie. You drafted me as your – I wasn't a first-round pick, but I was your first pick, first pick last year. What the hell, man? Why are we just handing that position to Tyreek when this is where I want to play? Now, I don't know if the Bears' long-term planners, speaking on Jalen Johnson, is like eventually they're going to slide Jalen out and they're going to move Kyler over there. But I do think it's interesting that this guy wants to play there and the Bears are doing what they think is best, but – I don't want to start some major controversy here, but I think it's I think it's interesting that in his ideal world he is not playing nickel, and they are they are taking a guy in, in Stevenson. They they're already, I think, in Gordon's mind at least saying like that guy's a better player th- than you at least in that position, and I don't think he likes it. Well, if he is though, 
Well, then I don't the think Tyreek Stevenson's a slot corner. Yeah, he's definitely oh, an outside guy. He's an outside guy. Okay, so th- so then the Bears could look at it like that, that, hey, like, it's not better. I and mean, I'm sure they would say it like that. It's not better or worse. Like, he fits there, you fit here. But that's not where he wants to play. He did so also say what the benefits of being a nickel are, being able to be more in the run game. He said he loved blitzing, though. You have a better chance of getting to the quarterback if you're in the nickel closer to you right. know, the, the line of scrimmage. So but, there are ben- he's, there's benefits and drawbacks, but he said – you know, if he can have a little back and forth, like, in ideal world, he's learned that his first year, and now going into year two, he's going to have a better idea of how he can manage that a little bit better. Well, what I do find interesting here is that it's related to Jalen Johnson. Like, Jalen Johnson hasn't been here, and they've had Kyler Gordon who's in the slot. Stay in the slot. Which... Now, I think there was a little bit too much on Kyler Gordon's plate, and what the part you didn't bring up, which was probably the majority of that press conference yesterday, was this idea of the RPMs being revved way too high, uh, which Alan Williams brought up, and just and Kyler Gordon brought it up. He's like, yeah, he was running around like with the chicken with his I, head cut off. Playing outside, I'm playing inside. I'm on the first team, I'm on the second team, I'm on the third. Now that happens to everyone, but I, I didn't. I, I didn't like it at the time. I thought they were asking him. I was encouraged that they would ask a young player like that to do that much. It it's means he lot. can handle it. But I think we saw in the season that it was a little bit too much. So I think they're trying to scale back. I think they're trying to um, – you look at the skill sets of the players that they have right now. I think Kyler Gordon is by far their best option to play a very important position in this defense, uh, which is that nickel spot. And I do think that long term and even short term, like – the faster Tyreek Stevenson gets up to speed, if that's your th- if, if those are your three corners, with Stevenson and Johnson outside and Kyler Gordon inside, I think that's their best combination, which is what the Bears are shooting for now. S- sorry, man. Like, I'm not pushing back on any of that. I'm yeah. just saying that it's clear that this dude wants to play outside. Right, which is why I do think it's a little interesting that with J- Johnson not here, that they're not giving him that opportunity right now. But then again, for all we know... Jalen Johnson may have told him months ago, hey, I'm not going to be there the first two weeks practice, but you got me right after that. In which case, they're not going to... I don't think that happened, just up. the way Flus has handled it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll just never know. Uh, All right, let's get through some super yeah, this, chats. This leads right into it, I believe, sort of what you're talking uh, about. So. Steven here, 499, Fields improvement is great to hear. The more connection is wonderful, but does it worry you... Uh, about the skill set of DBs with the separation more got from Gordon. Are we talking about the one clip that was circulating yesterday? That was tight coverage by Kyler Gordon yeah, and also to DJ Moore. Gordon said yesterday he really has been matched up again. I don't think yeah. they've matched up a lot. I mean, he's the X receiver. They he's moved he's typically going to be on the opposite side of the field um, from the slot corner. So I don't think that they've matched up a ton. I'm not worried about that at all. I honestly didn't see that clip. That but was a good throw by Justin Fields, and it was also T.J. Edwards there, and Gordon outstretched hands, and D.J. Moore just was able to outstretch and catch the ball. So Good defense, better offense. Yes, exactly. Things I'm worried about with the Bears, corners, separation, way down the list. So I, 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 until further notice, I, w- I would I would, I would, feel, I would encourage you, Stephen, to feel okay about it. All right, next up. Uh, Adam, $5. If you watch a Fields, Eberflus, Poles, Warren interview all in a row, they're all kind of the same dude. I really like that continuity. Not an accident, in my opinion. Um, I think there's some truth there. I wouldn't say they're all the same dude. They echo a lot of the same big ideas, and I think that's normal. But I do, I do think that they're very cohesive when they talk about their vi- their like their overall mm-hmm. vision of what they're trying to do, yeah. your personalities are a little bit different. But yeah, but you're talking about a set of four very practical people. There you go. Yeah, there's very no true. there's no Chris Ballard in that group. I'm not saying that he's not practical, but you know, you, mm-hmm. I think we get what I'm. Yeah. You know, different personality. Uh, Bear Forever fourteen twenty dollars. Hey guys, love the show. Need some emotional support today. I had to say goodbye. To my tuxedo cat buddy last night. Uh-huh. I appreciate you guys and what you do. Bear down. Let me, uh, uh, dude, I am, you have all of our support. Losing animals, it's like the worst. I, 
I, like when that happens, I am, it hits me hard. So I am there with you. I, I pretty much didn't like our dog for seven years. And then when she died, I was an emotional wreck for like a week. Oh, I can't imagine. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Yeah, my dog just turned 10 and I've already broken down thinking about the future. Oh, so my. I want to talk about it. Dogs are the greatest thing ever. Ever. And kitty cats, too. <laughs> Little I mean, what about uh, Buddy the Tuxedo Cat? Yeah. And Buddy and, the... And, 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 and cats, Especially. too. Pets, period. Excuse me. I mean, you walk in here, what kind of reaction are you going to get from Greg Bragg? Sometimes he's going to be in a good mood, sometimes he's not. You walk into your home, you got your pet, they're fired up to see you. Every time. Every damn time. Bragg's total wild card. <laughs> I do like to rub his belly, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that got weird. <laughs> All right, uh... Crystal here. Condolences, brother. Yeah, four ninety nine. I'm officially back in Chicago. Bear down on my B days in Crystal. Happy Hashtag early Team Carm. Love you all. Turn up, Crystal. We're getting lunch or something. Let's go. All right. Maybe a cookie in the West Loop. Do we give Carm five minutes here? Yeah, five at the most. Oh boy. Oh, here all we right. go. Teased it. Well, let's start at the top. Vlad Delgopolov. For those who don't know. Our good friend Stephanie Florence, who we used to work with at WGN Radio back in the day, who's now just good, a, good friend who I haven't seen in twelve years. Still a good friend. Still, like my, she's still my best friend. She's number. If she's 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 in your heart forever. Period. End of story. Uh, she put a great post on LinkedIn about how she was in this macroeconomics class. She had no idea what was going on, and Vlad Delgopolov took the extra time to get Florencia through the class. And, and, and it's the people in life that take the extra time, like Lawrence is doing with Braggs today, to get him up on the producing level because Braggs wants to contribute in any way, shape, or form. The way that, the way that, 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 that Nick and Kevin and everybody will go over the top for, for uh, like, I don't know, Carm when he's completely clueless by some level of technology. These people need to be underlined and like Florencia did that and you got all mad at me when I brought up to Gopalov and I'm walking down the street yesterday going to the train and they're out of nowhere Mark and I turn and there's Stephanie Florence and we had a conversation (laughs) on the street (laughs) I don't know haven't seen her in four years and we had a we had a conversation on the street about the Gopalov and the whole thing did she know that you had done no, but I explained, show? Her, I, I explained her what I did, that Vlad Delgopolov went above and beyond and, and that he deserved to mention. And there she was on the street yesterday, full circle Delgopolov. That is a full circle moment. That's incredible. <laughs> Thank so, God and then she's like, I'm like, I'll send you the clip. But I'm like, I have no idea what show that was. So now I'm going to send her today's show with Boom. this timestamp. Okay. Well, maybe don't st- Include the part where I was like, we haven't talked in 12 years. She'll be okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right, next. What's oh, number Stephanie two? Stephanie was awesome, but Ste- like. No, no, now that you know that she's going to see it. She was. Stephanie no, was awesome. no, I said that last time too. Yeah, yes. But she, but, but you just, I, her, was, I was pushing back on the idea like our good friend. Yeah, just just, just yeah, have a little bit. All right. Can we have a photo for this one too for my uh, do you, sure. can, you, can you do that? Yeah. Um, listen, I'm last sure night I was in the this. back draw. Tennessee's it's coming to an end. And and the knee's finally feeling great. And I, I, I came out that uh, that picture. Is that Mark Tressman? That is my uncle. And he didn't know that I took that picture, and he doesn't know that he's on the show. But Mayank loves me, so I, I trust Mayank. I, dude, I, I came back and won the first set last night, 6-4. I, 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 in the second set, I'm playing out of my mind. I'm up 5-1. 5-1. Oh, no. Lost the set 7-5. Had match point. Had a volley at the net. Easy little whatever. Guided it just wide. it on the ping pong table. I freaking table. missed it by whatever, and then in the, and then tiebreaker, lose it ten eight, and I'm oh for Mayank. So congratulations to Mayank. But I literally went to bed last night so unbelievably oh, upset no. that it's amazing that I'm here. Steve Erlin. I'm not convinced that that's not Mark Tressman. <laughs> guys, guys, great dude. Mayank, you're the man, and congratulations on beating me again. Steve Erlin. Shout out to Steve Erlin. Dude finds my number, never met the guy, lives in New York. Was oh, this uh, the guy you said called you last just, week? Just, yeah, rando call, answer, hello, because I'm by myself and I'll answer anything. 
And I ended up having a 20-minute conversation with Erlen, who loves the show, and he's like, I can't believe you just answered your phone. And I thought that I was talking to some like guy from high school I haven't talked to. Her. And I'm like, you're going to have to tell me who this is because I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't have it yet. Dude, you've never met me. So just... Like apparently my number is available out there, and uh, and <laughs> Escape no reporter there, and so uh, well, you know we're we're gonna meet up at the U.S. Open. That's the plan. Oh, that's very nice. Wow. Unlike 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 Nick with Bears on Kawhi, I am finding Erlen. When yeah, I when I got it, you know that now everyone's gonna try to find your number. No, it's the, the, you think he cares? He 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 just said he's I want to call. I, I I I'm I'm here. If you're a CSGO Bears fan, you want to call me? Go ahead. Let's. I'm I'm here. Now and then, lastly, Last one, yeah. lastly, the murderer. Do, I, do you know this one? <laughs> no, no, I have no okay, idea. Hope, hope <laughs> knows the story. So. I got this weird dude that lives on my floor in the in the high rise, right? I mean, he is a weird cat. And so I opened the door the other day, and he's standing. I think it's this guy. He's standing at the elevator, and now it's like, and my, my door is, you know, ten doors down. It's like, do I go? Are we gonna ride on the same elevator? The whole thing. So, but I'm not gonna stop. So I walk up. We get on the elevator. Not a word between us. He's getting off to go in the parking garage to get his car. I'm going to the I'm going to the ground floor. He gets off the car. And I'm just kind of in my own head. You might have seen, like, you know, this, this play out on the show at different points. He's walking out, and I just mumbled to myself with him being gone. I was just like, mm, murderer. <laughs> <laughs> and he had, like, the door hadn't closed. And, like, and, like, and he hadn't gone all the way through. So I'm like, and now I'm, like, horrified because I think the dude might have heard me call him a murderer. Percentage chance he heard you. 17. Okay, so it's murderer. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I'm like, oh god, do I have to move now? Like, if I, <laughs> this do, guy, I, do I have to move? <laughs> Murderer. Oh, uh, so that's my murderer okay. story. I called my neighbor a murderer, and he might have heard me. Not he great. might not have. Not great. Not so great. I don't know what I uh, if there's a solution to this. But uh, Google user says, why would you mumble that? You. Because you just don't know karma. Because I was, in, I was that's, like, <laughs> that's something he would just randomly say. Because he is, or could be. <laughs> Maybe after that incident, he will. Murderer. Oh my god. Uh, <sighs> okay, that's then. Those were the notes for today's back end of the show. All right. Well, glad we got through that. Uh, we're done. We've got lots of other fun things planned today at CHL. The Cub shows coming up next. I see the Blackhawks crew in here. Uh, yeah, Liam McHugh of NHL uh, TNT. Oh, wow. All right. The Stan- Stanley Cup final starts tomorrow. Uh, oh. I yeah. assume it didn't start yeah. the same day as the NBA finals. Sure. Start Saturday night, baby. Who's winning the finals? The NBA finals? Yeah. Denver. I got Denver at Jimmy. five. Jimmy G Buckets. Let's go Heat. Let's go. I, I hope you're right. I'm I'd scared go to Jimmy. death of no, I hope you're right. It would be way better for all city if the it would, no, Nuggets win. Um, but I do love Jimmy Butler. Jimmy. All right, we're out of here. Uh, these two guys, Cram and Nick. Is Bragg's going to be joining us tomorrow? We'll have the show no. tomorrow. Um, Will is off, so it's going to be Carm and Nick. Let's go. It's going to be a great Friday. And uh, they'll be here for you to take you into the weekend. For everyone else, uh, I'll see you guys on uh, Monday. Got one more OTA next week. Oh, we the- forgot about the tree. Real fast, the tree. Put that tree up. Can we get the tree up there? I'm really sorry. <laughs> we got to get the tree up there. Do you know where that tree's from? <laughs> the woods. That tree <laughs> That tree is from Hallis Hall. Okay. Oh. Do you see the nose? Look at the nose. It, where? No. So are we looking in the middle of the yes. tree? Or, okay. Yes, the, the nose okay, in the yeah, middle yeah. with the snout. Trees don't have noses. That's a nose. Wait. Down here? Yep. Yes. Yeah, that's a yeah. There, there, there. there. You, you, you can't see that you're pointing so at. What Lawrence is putting the his do, well, yeah, the, the nose in the middle. There's the only one bottom, thing that can put the bottom. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and and then the and then the eye. Looks like a deer. Yeah. It looks cool. kind of like a deer, but I it does. It looks deer-like, but I okay. see a bear. That is a bear tree that is grown at Hallis Hall. That is a <laughs> Chicago bear tree. I don't know if they did it on purpose or whatnot. Bear tree. Bear tree. Bear tree. That is a bear tree. 